0: Hey everyone, welcome to Nice to Meet You, a show where two perfect strangers get to know each other via podcast. I'm one of those strangers. My name is Bond Swanson, and I met the other stranger, Lisa Chatterjee, at a party. Three days later, we recorded our first episode with no prior experience, scrounged up audio equipment, and ten questions each. Here's how it went. the first episode of our podcast uh
1: yeah a live recording from dr (laughs) Collins' office this is the first time i've ever tried to get to know somebody by podcast um so bond and i met at a party uh three days ago um and decided to get to know each other by asking questions while we record ourselves
0: yeah somehow Lisa is like as on board about this as I am, which is I was saying to Lisa earlier, the first time anybody in my life has ever been. So I'm really excited about this. Thank you for joining us.
1: There's a lot we haven't figured out, like who's gonna ask the first question. Uh, do we both respond to our own questions? Uh, I think
0: I think we should both respond to the first questions, and I think we should figure it out by a uh, rock paper
1: scissors. Okay, rock paper scissors. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) We just tied three times in a row. All
0: right, why don't you go first? Bon, what's been on your mind lately? What's been on my mind lately? How lately do you mean? Mm, Last three days. Well, this podcast. I've been trying to get ready for it. But also, just, like, I've been been really busy recently. Mm -hmm. I've been putting a lot of my ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. as they say um and just doing a lot of things that I've been kind of putting off
1: that sounds like a good phase of your life that you're like doing a lot of growth kind of work yeah Or are just kind of catapulting yourself into the future
0: I hope so I was saying to somebody yesterday that I think I'm gonna peak at 25 I'm 23 now so uphill from here that's what what, that's what I think
1: I hope and I hope once you get there you're like actually I can get even better
0: I hope so too (laughs) I hope I actually peak at like 86 Mm-hmm. And then die immediately, yeah. like a cliff,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the peak and then dive bomb. I've been thinking about that actually
1: lately.. Really? Um, how sad it is uh, that people die when they're decrepit?
0: <laughs> what do you what, what do you mean?
1: It's not like suddenly you're just like very, very healthy and then you're dead. usually there's just like a long interval of decline.
0: <laughs> I think about this all the time. I'm like so stressed out about like losing control of my body and mm-hmm. being old, but like not having a good time.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's it's very futile. Uh, I think the idea of people just kind of accepting it without question. But I also admire a lot of people who get very very philosophical. I think about their own decline and accept it. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna be when I'm that decrepit. But I hope there's some way that I can make it not miserable, or or
0: yeah, just a cliff. How do you How six, do you think you could make it not miserable?
1: Probably by trying not to feel super self conscious about relying on other people. Um, but that's very hard. It's very hard now, but I'm also like 21, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I feel like if somebody had to feed me or whatever, I'd feel awful about it. Sorry, this is really sad. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay.
0: <laughs> no, I, I totally I totally understand what you're saying, though. I, I agree. I think that that's really hard, is even to, maybe, maybe that's why we age, is so that we can get better and better at accepting help.
1: I feel like life should be lived backwards. Like, you start at your very, very worst, and then you just keep getting better, and then you end with an orgasm
0: well you have to answer your this, your question okay yeah well i've been thinking about death um <laughs> what else um it was you're... just halloween so <gasps> maybe about... you're just edgy which is the case i
1: don't know i don't know i've also been thinking about how much i don't like most straight men but i'm also like attracted to them and mm. it's it's no it's no fun that sounds like a problem <laughs> <laughs> it is because i just want to make fun of them all the time but
0: like ariana grande
1: but also, I feel like because I grew up, I was super super nerdy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of like chads and stuff would just like make fun of me my whole <laughs> youth. And from what I know, maybe they're just like still making fun of me now. Mm. So it's very very hard even to get into a position where they they'd, they'd want to date me while I would be making fun of them.
0: Right. Yeah. You need to get into the state of mind where you're thinking of yourself as a Stacy.
1: I want to be a Stacy so bad.
0: <laughs> what makes you not be a Stacy? Why do you why do you not think you're a Stacy?
1: I hate wing night. i think that's probably the biggest thing did did boys used to be super mean to you when you were young are they still mean
0: i think they were i just didn't realize they were being mean if that makes sense that's good i have been told after the fact that i was being bullied but i was just like "He's just having a bad day (laughs) so yeah, there's a guy one time, I remember specifically this this interaction, which I didn't really like, it didn't clue into me, but it was like a very obvious bullying situation. Mm-hmm. This guy messaged me on Facebook, and he was like, you're really ugly. And I was like, oh, he's like, you should change your profile picture, it's a really ugly picture. And I was like, you could just not look at it. Yeah, oh my god, I remember being
1: in like first or second year, and a girl was telling me about her boyfriend or something, and how her boyfriend decided to tell their mutual friend that the boys in the group chat were being really mean about her so she should start working out for her own good so that they would stop like bullying her or whatever
0: what
1: <laughs> calling her all these awful things
0: that's horrible
1: and boys think that they're being so nice by doing this right he's just letting you know just wants you to know that you're ugly yeah
0: <laughs> do me a favor by the way men will never be attracted to you i'm like great <laughs> <laughs> priority number one kicked off <laughs> okay should i ask you one of my questions now please do okay so i was asking one of my friends this morning okay agonizing over what questions i should ask you and she said that an important way to get to know people is to Mm -hmm. ask them what their favorite bagel is so what is your favorite bagel
1: i love first of all the way you pronounce that word (laughs) (laughs) i really love so i have um i've spent some time in Montreal, and i love like Fairmount Bagels, I think.
0: What are Fairmount Bagels? From what I
1: understand, that like, there's like a, the the main bagel competition is the two bagel bakeries of Cineater and Fairmount. Uh huh. And I prefer the Fairmount Bagels, but both of them they're open like 24 hours a day, so that you can like, I don't know, be like a skinny vegan soft boy coming home from a show in the middle of the night. You can buy yourself a bagel, fresh out of the oven, and they're just like they come on these huge wooden platters like out of out of like a fire burning oven and i like them i like because they're very crooked looking and authentic the poppy the poppy seed covered one
0: that sounds great what's your favorite bagel you just said bagel the way i say bagel
1: i'm trying to code switch
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny because i tried to code switch earlier i was like oh what's that kind of bagel it's just (laughs) it it doesn't feel natural no I really like a good cheese bagel, oh, you know? Warm? Yeah, mm-hmm. always warm. There's nothing worse than just like, actually there are many worse things than <laughs> this, but I personally do not enjoy a bagel that's just, you know, not toasted. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need it to be toasted. Mm-hmm. I want the crunch, love that crunch. What's your favorite sound? My favorite sound? Hmm. I really like the sound of wind on grass. I'm a big
1: fan, and also growing up in Milk River, that must be something you heard a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. you you get this, the wind coming right off the mountains, because so close to the mountains there, and uh, just like rushing across the prairie. What is your favorite sound?
1: I mean, there's a few that I like, but one I really like is the sound of somebody rubbing their hands together, like.
0: Why is that? Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know, it makes me think of ghosts. <laughs>
0: Again, I must ask you the question. Is this because you're edgy or is it because it's just Halloween?
1: I think everything's a ghost if you really think about it.
0: Oh, why is that?
1: Because um, a ghost is something that's there and not there at the same time.
0: Mm. Is that like like the physics thing where like there's different universes or like. Well, things? I think
1: that's super cool. Also, there's this theory. There's a super cool theory about particle physics that the whole world is made out of like one super exhausted particle that's just like running around <laughs> super, super fast so it can like be. And all these different places and it's almost like it's being everywhere at once but it's not so would you explain it more so the particle is just like moving around occupying the places of like all the particles that we imagine to be the universe like okay there are three million particles on this table it's actually just one like hopping from place to place occupying the space of like each particle
0: it's just super super fast we perceive it as
1: tons tons Mm -hmm.
0: wow so how does that work with like atoms and stuff how does it be like oxygen and carbon at the same time just by
1: where it's located i guess relative
0: to to where it's
1: located. Anyway, I love the sound of hands because I think it's, like, you know, something briefly touching but, like, gliding over. And I think the way that everything can be a ghost is that your your brain just makes things up. That's I true. Think. So, with ghosts, you're like, are you real? Who knows? The, the, your brain just woke up this morning and just, like, barfed everything out. Yeah. Around you, so everything around you could be real. Who knows?
0: I wonder... I've been having really vivid dreams recently. Wow. Yeah, just the most intense dreams. But I keep waking up in the morning. This is why I was thinking about it. Not being sure what was a dream and what was real. Yeah. So I'll have to like, this morning, I don't remember what the dream was, but I had to check my bank account because I couldn't remember if there was money in there or not. Wow. Because of these bizarre dreams I've been having. So what I'm trying to say is maybe I'm a ghost. Probably. Or about to die.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the mood of the dream, which colors the mood for your whole day, doesn't it?
0: yeah i think so it's been kind of a lavender day okay A grayish grayish lavender day yeah
1: i had a dream two days ago that i was getting married against my will to this person that i went on like two dates with and oh then, no i like, decided to stop seeing
0: uh-huh
1: um and the whole time i was like i don't want to do this but i don't know i was like but wouldn't it be a funny joke and i got there and then i'm like wait a joke on who <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think you could make it work th- with that person like if you had to marry them I be could be make worst? it work to
1: anybody if I had to marry them. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Why? For what? Like, I can own my own property now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And vote. <laughs> my next question is, what is your family like?
1: Okay, so physical composition of my family is I have One particle.
0: <laughs> split up
1: into two parents. <laughs> my dad's going to be a senior this year. He'll be 55. My wow. mom's almost there she's like 48 um my mom's from russia my dad is from india mm-hmm. i was born in russia that's okay. where they met oh my um i'm an only child because my mom's supposed to be like infertile or something okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh so my family's like spread out over the world um i have a really close relationship i think with my mom she's a very kind of sh- she's very brusque she speaks her mind Mm -hmm. um and i think that this has made me really tolerant of those kinds of people in my life like i don't get upset when they like tell me i'm dumb or something but i think that it hasn't made me into one of those kinds of people Mm. um my dad i think was very ambitious for most of his life and now he's kind of just like settled down into like a a steady job where he doesn't have like a lot of responsibility but i don't know is where he could just work he loves working Mm -hmm. um I feel like he's almost shy around me. We're not super tight as as people, um, mm-hmm. and I also feel like he's probably like horrified by my life in some ways. But oh, just that? bring it up because he grew up in, um, but like his parents were pretty strict, and he also went to like a Jesuit school for mm. all of his education. So he just like doesn't understand what it's like to like come home drunk.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: also thinks I'm too soft. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. <sighs> that's my family and then I love my friends Mm -hmm. I love them a lot do you consider them to be your family I don't know because for me a lot of families always been having obligations you wish you didn't have Mm -hmm. in some ways um like making sure that your parents are like okay Mm -hmm. um whereas with my friends I just do that and like I love it (laughs) yeah Oh, it's a good thing yeah and I feel like if I were ever in a position where I felt like it was to the point where it was like unhealthy that we had a mutual level of obligation like the friendship would evolve or it would end right but you can't yeah. do it with your family in the same way
0: mm-hmm. yeah you're kind of stuck with what you got hey eh?
1: so, in some ways but I also feel like if you want to break off ties with your family you should be able to I don't think I will with mine I appreciate them <laughs> um I have a complex relationship but so do most people I believe
0: what's your family I- like i don't know who that is but
1: they can't afford it i just got
0: (laughs) a spam email from wikipedia oh maybe they're trying to ask me for a donation i donated to wikipedia last year that's amazing i am one of 100 people in the (laughs) world (laughs) but yeah i did i did they they uh guilted me into it so my family uh so i'm the youngest of four kids Mm mm-hmm I have a half sister mm-hmm. and she has well she's married and she has three kids mm-hmm. um, so I have a niece and two nephews and then I have an older brother and then I have another older brother who's engaged so I kind of almost have a sister-in-law now hmm and then there's me and then my mom and dad um, yeah it's, it's kind of interesting because we're kind of spread out so my one brother is in calgary right now and my other brother's in toronto Mm -hmm. and i have another my sister's in lethbridge i feel like i don't get to see them as much as i would like Mm -hmm. um which is kind of hard and also i'm quite a bit younger i'm about four years younger than my closest sibling wow so i feel that they're all at different stages in their life than me Mm -hmm. but whenever we get together it's really fun was your relationship good even as kids or do you feel like they treat you really differently now that you're older no, I think it was pretty good as kids. I didn't see my oldest sister a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did have a pretty good relationship with my two brothers growing up. So yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to to lose that as you get older. And also, these things don't happen in a vacuum. You really have to put that energy into having a relationship with a person. And I think that that's what I'm learning as I get older, is that if I if I want these connections to happen, I need to be the one that's putting in the energy to do that it's not you don't just have like well you do you have like Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving and those are places where you'll see your family but if you actually want to have a relationship you have to be putting in the effort it's not just you know inertia anymore yeah that makes sense yeah that's cool so it sounds like you like them as relatives and as people Mm
1: -hmm. how do you wish people perceived you this is my next question
0: Ooh, I asked this question I think I I asked something similar cool um, how do people how do I wish people perceived me? I wish that people thought that I know what I'm doing more than I think that they do. Okay. I think that people don't always take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes people will kind of think of me as childish childish or like um like I'm not operating on the same level as them. hmm So they'll kind of treat me in in ways that kind of make it seem like I don't know a little kid or like I need help all the time or like I'm not in control of my choices that must be frustrating it is really frustrating and I don't really know where it comes from I don't know what I am doing to make people treat me like that
1: or is it like all these social archetypes that like you're not even really aware of what do you mean I don't know because I I feel like they're just like every person you see maybe I find it sometimes with strangers that they like remind me of this like ideal version of like some some character or something mm. and maybe you call it fall into one of those i'm not sure yeah
0: do you think i do i, I mean you just met me on saturday
1: i rem- I just remember what you told me about that person calling you like a gay harry potter boy or something oh yeah i'm really sorry <laughs> that happened by the way it's okay That's like funny but it sucks it was
0: it was so bizarre but also like whatever yeah
1: i don't know just like harry potter is like not my idea of like the empowered <laughs> <laughs> autonomous <laughs> human Private school boy with a stick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wish
0: I had a stick.
1: <laughs> I think that I, I was actually gonna answer in some ways with that too. Like I just wish that people. I don't want to threaten. I think strangers, but I want them to feel not intimidated. Like I can hurt them, but like to sense some kind of power that I have. And I don't mm-hmm. always think that I'm in possession of this thing, but it's something I wish I had because then I feel like I'd be less scared that like somebody would like do something to hurt me. Um, And also, I feel like it would just be so much easier to to work and operate if people just thought that you looked super competent. Is that something that you feel people do more, like, in a particular setting? Like, on the street or, like, in school?
0: More, like, in my interpersonal relationships. I think I'm a person who... I wear my heart on my sleeve a lot, Mm -hmm. and I'm really open with my thoughts and emotions. Yeah. So I think that sometimes people interpret that as a cry for help Mm -hmm. in a way that it isn't Mm -hmm. um i just came to that revelation just as we are talking that's great Uh, yeah um so i don't know i don't know exactly how to like change that but
1: i don't know i think i'm just waiting for like the emotional revolution to happen because i see people tweet about it all the time (laughs) (laughs) how important it is to be vulnerable i'm like okay i think there's a difference between showing emotional vulnerability and like being totally like beholden to those feelings or like incapable of functioning because of them mm-hmm. um and i don't know i just feel like i'm a very i also think i like to express what i'm feeling a lot and i i love to be enthusiastic about the things around me but that doesn't necessarily mean i think that i'm just like not capable of functioning because of those things i also hate being called cute i don't know if you hate that yeah i and do I get it all the time and uh, why do you why do you hate it it just feels incapacitating to me also there's just like not i don't know i think I'm very femme you said i'm on my way to stacy i don't know if i will be but i feel like it's just not aspirational for women to be mm. cute mm-hmm. often i see photos of myself though i'm like i am
0: <laughs> cute so small. or a yes.
1: stacy so cute not mm. a stacy i don't think so
0: what would what name would you choose other than stacy what is what do you aspire to other than the Stacey? A
1: Bridget. <laughs> a
0: bridget bridget is a tough-ass name. Bon's pretty cool. Bon is pretty cool. Honestly, I'm kind of happy with Bon. Well, my full name is Bonnie, right? Throughout my life, people have said to me that, like, I really fit the name Bonnie. I don't quite like the name Bonnie just because it it sounds like a kid's name in some ways, because it kind of sounds like Johnny or, you know, Jimmy to me. I think that it really suits me. Uh, I can't imagine my name being anything else. Is it my turn to ask a question? Mm Mm-hmm. This one is specific to you. I cannot answer it. <gasps> uh, the question is, what do you want to do with your nursing degree?
1: I want to move to Montreal after I graduate for a little bit and work as a nurse. And at this point, even though there's some things I like more, some things I like less, I'm not super picky. It's just like I want to get good at the what the general things that I do as a nurse, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of it is just like trying not to make a mess <laughs> and <laughs> do things on time. <laughs> right. Um, and then eventually, I think I'd really like to be a midwife, but that's something that's gonna, like, require more school, and it's also something that's, like, a big, intense life thing, because, like, babies have no schedule, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, signing yourself up to just, like, never know when you're available for anything. I also love the model of care of midwifery, rather than treating a person, I think, like a patient, and, like, you're gonna do things to them, um, I think a lot of it is doing things with those people.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Um,
1: even though there's still a lot that you probably, like, need to know, and, um that you're like there in case things just, things are going awry but um i think it really encourages people to trust their own bodies and their choices mm-hmm. um, especially when they're good what would you like to do with your degree
0: mm. that's a good question probably research i i honestly love school mm-hmm. i honestly love school I, i i get disappointed in the summer because i want to be in class uh, I, I really love reading I love having access to all the um, academic papers often I'll take a break from what I'm working on like reading academic papers for a project to go read more academic pra- pages papers that are more like in tune with, with my specific interests wow, that's beautiful <laughs> thanks um, yeah we'll, we'll see though Um, I'm only in my third year, so I might change my mind, but that's what I'm thinking right now.
1: I don't know what I'm going to do without my easy proxy login after I graduate. (laughs) Sometimes I just love looking things up and I like having access to, like, a scholarly database of ideas, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that I find difficult, it sometimes feels like the world exists, like, down here and academia is up here Mm -hmm. and it's like where does where do they meet mm-hmm. do they meet what is this important is is often on my mind because mm-hmm. how much of how much is of the work actually being done actually affects anything at all
1: yeah that's kind of tragic mm-hmm. that's something I've actually been thinking about a lot in relation to nursing and considering it enough that it like it's I think it's turned me off grad school for the moment oh I'm yeah like, why would I do this if it doesn't matter to anybody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's the case. I don't want to st- stop on this idea, but I'm still looking also for ways that it does matter. Right. Like looking for places where those two worlds meet.
0: Well, that's interesting because when I think of nursing, I think of that as being a thing that really matters to people. It, so what do you think doesn't, what, what are you responding to?
1: I think that what is interesting with nursing is that for the longest time, I think it was considered a profession, but more of like a calling And so much, I think, of the mentality of nursing has still been about how a person is uh, in their character and that, like, their intuition will guide them to make good care choices and whatnot. Um, And I don't think that that's always necessarily true. And so much, a lot of the nursing coming out, um, nursing research coming out, I think, can be super broad and philosophical, and I think that's really cool. But also when it gets down to, like, really specific, um, like, practice standards, that can be really hard because sometimes... Um, by the time a researcher like figures something out things in the practice world have changed or it's the converse it's like you've been pushing for this change to be made for ages and ages and like how you care for people but people won't accept that there's a different way of doing things Mm -hmm. yeah
0: right so you're kind of like locked into that trajectory
1: yes but I think every um profession or every sphere of influence probably has something like that
0: yeah that's probably true but I, I can I can see that. I can see that with nursing, because, yeah, there's, like, even I just made that assumption that there's, like, a very specific path that you're leading, you're, like, helping people, but that's not necessarily always the case. Eh?
1: A really cool tweet I saw the other day was the idea that academic conferences should work like traveling circuses, and when a bunch of academics get together from all over the world, they should, like, share their research with the city that they're in, instead really? of with one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah that would actually probably be a better way to do it yeah like w- if if you're not affecting a city you know what are you what are you doing
1: especially i think it? for like planning and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i don't know
0: yeah well for theory. sure <laughs> i would think so i mean i'm in human geography which is mm-hmm. not quite planning but similar that that's something that i really struggle with i'm doing mm-hmm. research on community gardening and mm-hmm. urban agriculture right now and i'm thinking okay I'm doing this stuff and it's kind of theoretical, Mm -hmm. but there's actual issues and problems going on right now. So what what am I actually affecting Mm -hmm. and how am I affecting? Is this actually useful? Mm -hmm. Am I actually helping the people that I want to help? Or is my help even useful? As a person who's just coming into it from a completely outside perspective, i'm thinking of this as a problem but maybe it just isn't mm-hmm. maybe it's just the way things are the volunteerism of the soul the volunteerism <laughs> of the soul oh that got me right here it got me in my soul
1: glad we found it oh i get to ask you a question yeah okay. yeah okay do you have any funny stories about you being drunk or a small child i'm asking this specifically because <laughs> usually those are stories that other people remember about you but you don't
0: the only drunk thing i can think of is mostly just embarrassing uh but i was i went to this hotel opening Mm -hmm. um with a friend who's like way cooler than me and we had a lot of fireball just Uh a lot and then i got sick well first i went to the bathroom and i was like chatting with these ladies in line and then i like went into the bathroom with one of them and i was like oh shit i'm sorry there's only one toilet in here she's like that's okay we can share so then i just like stood there <laughs> and then she, like, left. <laughs> which is like one of those things that i don't believe is real but then i like remember that it actually <laughs> happened but then i like threw up everywhere oh, including in an uber uh-huh. uh, but i didn't want to like get charged for the cleaning fee so i just opened up my sleeve and threw up into it It was pretty disgusting. Oh my gosh! So that's that's the only that's the only noteworthy story I have. I don't drink that heavily anymore because (laughs) yeah, that was a rough time. I never a rough time.
1: I think I've only ever done that that kind of a thing once and I didn't set out to drink that much. It's just I feel like once I've already <laughs> drunk a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't seem like a bad idea. I should just keep going.
0: Yeah. That um, happens, eh? Yeah.
1: But yeah, I was playing I was at this party and then we at some one point we all went out to play grounders in the nearby park. On my way back to the house from the park, I was just like I had to sit down on the lawn for a moment. And I'm sure I started saying like very important things to whoever i was with and then i guess i like just passed out oh. and i woke up the next morning on my friend's futon with like my shoes on and my jacket on and also some covers which was nice but they had to like haul me back there's like puke everywhere it was puke all over oh, there no. <laughs> all over their futon it's like in my hair It's was like on my jacket collar
0: <laughs> oh the joys of being young just covered in your own vomit that's it's how it goes
1: really scary it's like having alzheimer's for a tiny little bit yeah i think
0: yeah i took a a sleeping pill last night and it uh-huh. was it was bigger than the dose i usually take yeah and i woke up in the morning and i was like oh i said some stupid shit to my friends it's like oh okay maybe it was a dream maybe it was a dream maybe it was a dream it wasn't i just said some in- unintelligible garbage to my <laughs> friends
1: apparently one time i was just like two or something and i was like spitting in my living room like just spinning in all these really big circles and my mom came over she's like you gotta stop your head's gonna come off and she's like i'm like no it won't it's glued on <laughs> <laughs> i was a really precocious child i learned how oh, to yeah. i started talking when i was like eight months old
0: really mm-hmm. wow that's pretty young yeah what was your first word i'm not sure
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> i used to like the word vitamins a lot though mm. do you
0: have any child stories when i was a kid my cousins used to come over to the farm I lived on mm-hmm. every once in a while. My grandmother also lived on the farm, um, so it was often their parents would come and visit, you know. But the the young kids, we were like eight, mm-hmm. would come outside and we'd play. And we used to play this game where we would collect a bunch of crab apples uh-huh. as, like, weapons. Yes. And we would... The, the aim of the game was to throw them at each other, but mm-hmm. we never actually did that. It was more like amassing tools for the... <laughs> the giant onslaught that never happened we'd like get rakes and stuff and then, like, steal sticks from each other and it's just this there was like i can only remember one time where there was actually an apple fight and it was like boys versus girls mm-hmm. and the boys came and threw apples at us for a bit and we were like this isn't fun so oh, then we stopped it hurts. but yeah that's my childhood memory
1: oh i love child pretend games so much like i feel like i can still remember how exciting they felt uh-huh. as a kid I remember some friends building like a, a fort in the um, ravine kind of behind the apartment where I lived mm-hmm. when I was like five or six and it was just like so impressive just made out of like plywood but I remember just I think because i was so short probably it looked immense and mm-hmm. huge and like we could do anything because of it I don't know kids are so cool
0: kids are so cool it's really sad it's really disappointing that we lose that you know, we lose I don't even that know what wonder. we get in exchange I don't either the ability to sit a long time <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh so it's my turn um what achievement are you most proud of i'm really proud of myself
1: for getting through which semester of third year so oh, it really? was from january to march of this year mm-hmm. um with nursing, I've always, you know, you asked me earlier, like, if I had to marry this person, do you think I could make it work? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like that with nursing. I'm like, oh, we're married now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I have to get through it. And yeah. um, that semester was rough because I was working on a surgical unit in the hospital. Um, so you get two of those placements throughout your nursing degree. And this was like the last one that I get before I do my senior practicum, after which like I graduate. And then so like, you know, usually working as a nurse, it's like there's so much to, to learn. Um, and that was intimidating to me at first. And I thought I was like maybe rough, but I was doing okay. Um, and I don't feel like my instructor really checked in with me for the first little while that I was there. Mm-hmm. But then, um, halfway through she's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, I thought I was doing fine. And she's like, You're really not. And I'm like, Okay. Oh no. So, um, it was just a lot of work to try to catch up to where I needed to be. And I was just scared the whole time that I was like, I was gonna hurt somebody, or that like um I wasn't meant for this because clearly since I had mixed feelings it was like reflecting badly on my practice and that I was just like really dumb and that um I was like miserable all the time and so busy um so I'm really proud that I think at one point I had to make the decision to either drop it or to keep going and even though I think my feelings about nursing haven't totally resolved I'm still really proud that I finished that semester
0: yeah that sounds like a lot
1: I think though that everybody has something like that in their life, and that as horrible, as hard as it is for you in the moment, you, I don't know how else you can test yourself without it, really.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: Do you feel like your proudest achievement was like that, or (laughs) what what are you most proud of?
0: Yeah, my proudest achievement is actually like that. Uh, Not to like get heavy or anything, but I think my proudest achievement is just that I'm still here. In 2016 my life kind of like went very badly very quickly. Okay. Um I was I I take I I have bipolar disorder. So I was taking medication, I changed medication uh-huh. um which was not working, but I didn't realize it wasn't working. I was super paranoid. Then I got dumped. Um dated this girl for like 3 years and then we broke up and it was mm-hmm. just like soul crushing. Completely soul crushing. Um it was like the most ridiculous like I was just so sad Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of that was just because of the medication as well it was just like really messing with me Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also decided that year I was in I was in geology I was at McEwen um, and then I decided that I'd go to Nate because I just I was at that point I would just really really wanted to be finished I just wanted to like get out of school and like do something else Mm -hmm. Um, and in geology it had kind of felt like an uphill battle the entire time so I was really ready for it to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to Nate and then I was at Nate for like a month and I was just so incredibly miserable and I dropped out eventually and was just like I don't want to do this and it was just this so like I lost everything in my life in one year Yes, that was like the most important things to me and I was like really not doing very well um, but then I started at the U of A and I started doing like sociology and human geography and it was like the lights came on in a lot of ways it's just suddenly it became clear that I was on the right path and It's definitely a change in tone, hey, because I said earlier that I love school. Mm. So being in a place where I couldn't wait to be done school, obviously that's not the right path. So I'm really proud that I made that choice and that I'm still out here living. (laughs) Because there was a time when I didn't think that would be the case. I'm so grateful that you're here, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad I'm here too, because I would never have started this podcast with you otherwise, (laughs) among other things.
1: Yeah. And plus, you still have a way to go before you peak.
0: It's true. At least two years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks for listening to part one of the first episode of Nice to Meet You. We'll hope you'll join us for part two. Special thanks to Madeline Stout for introducing Lisa and I. This could never have happened without you. Thanks as well to Brittany Heinz, who graciously lent us audio equipment on very short notice. Thanks as well to Dr. Damien Collins of Collins Lab for Urban Excellence for graciously letting us record our first episode in your office. Finally, thank you to Lisa Chatterjee for being so incredibly open and embarking on this hair-brained journey with me. Talk again soon.